Broadcasting live from State Street and the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. A good karma brand's radio station. The Bears Monday. It's a holiday week. It's a big week. The World Cup is underway in the U.S. plays in about an hour. Game one. And uh, what is already taking shape is sort of like a must-win game against Wales. England thrashed Iran. 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 Earlier today. 6-1? 6-2, I think. I think they got a guy one late, too, didn't they? Second goal. 6-2 win. So big game against Wales, and then the matchup we're all looking forward to on Black Friday after Thanksgiving this Friday, U.S. versus England. But Yurko and I might uh, be a little distracted an hour from now. Yeah, we'll we'll be watching the game here. You're going to have to turn those lights off, Yurko. Yeah, we, we want to be able to see the game, yeah. The old National Bank State Street Studio. We're up and running on Twitch. Twitch.tv. Download the app. Search ESPN 1000 Chicago. Brought to you all this week by DraftKings. We're here to talk Bears with you today. We'll talk about our players of the weekend and a lot about Week 11 in the NFL with one game to go, an international game tonight down in Mexico City as uh, it's a division showdown. The Arizona Cardinals technically the home team from Estadio Azteca Azteca in uh, Mexico yes. City tonight. Estadio Azteca. Where the 49ers are a big, uh, big favorite over the Colt McCoy-led Cardinals. We start, as always, on a Bears Monday with the Bears and unfortunately a recurring theme here of Another loss, even though the Bears did some things well again on offense and some things not so well. And when they needed to throw the ball to get points late, they couldn't. That is the disturbing part of what has happened with this Bears season. Yes, it improves their draft pick for next year. Uh, Three and eight now on the season. But another winnable game, a game in which you had a double-digit lead at one point. It was early, but the Bears built the double-digit lead. They scored 17 unanswered and led by 10 and then they couldn't do much of anything at all offensively after that and didn't do too well, much well, of it wasn't that. You had the momentum. You had everything in well, your corner. You the, had the Bears then, uh, fans that were in Atlanta. You had them all excited. They're hot and bothered. They're frothy. And then what happened? They're all juiced up and getting sweaty. Then you kick the ball into the end zone, and uh, Cordell Patterson is back there. He catches it, and he starts moving. He didn't touch. No, he Cairo really Santos was, was certainly not going to touch him. I mean, come on, Cairo. Like uh, Car- Carmen pointed this out. Really? I saw, you know, okay, maybe he got juked yesterday. Carmen pointed out Santos is in a position to make a play, and he veers away. He just veered away. Just veered away. So, I yeah. mean, like, come on, boy, he's moving fast. The last thing I want to do is tackle him. Okay, let me just veer away. Then he veered away. Then he got back on course, and Terrible. at that point, he knew it was over. When you see the end oh zone view, oh it's God. really bad, folks. Oh, I mean, zero like, courage. It's for Cairo really Santos. bad. Cairo Santos might as well run to the sideline after he kicks the ball. Go back and get the tee. Save the little kid from having to run out to get the tee. Okay, kick it, come back, get the tee, and run off the field. Run off the field if you don't want to touch anybody. It's really bad, and I get it. He's a little guy, and Cordero yes. Patterson is big and strong. And he could get and he's hurt. running very right. fast. But he I could mean, get hurt. Come on. But why pretend? He's playing pretend. He's playing make-believe. Look at me. I'm going to prance down. And pretend like I'm going to make the play. Oh, i got to make the play. Let me get the hell out of Dodge. He turned and ran and veered off and goes, oh, okay, danger's clear. Let me get back on track. Oh, and that's not what lost the game for you. You continued on to play, and there were other things that lost the game for you. Boy, boy, there's no red badge of courage for Cairo Santos yesterday. No, no, no. Oh, my God. He couldn't veer off fast enough. 
Uh, it's, yeah, I mean. I mean, if that's what you're going to do, if I'm the special teams coach, I tell him, pick the tee up and run to the sideline. Don't, like, if you're not going to play, I've seen kickers, Blake and Ship, who's the kid Rodrigo. from Georgia? Who's the kid from Florida that used to run down the field and be the first one making tackles? Remember Florida about five, six years ago? He kicked in the Had NFL. A kicker. I don't know if he kicked in the NFL, but he used to haul ass down the field. Hmm. He wore like a linebacker's number as a I kicker. I would love that. He's a bad blank mamma jamma. I would love to see yeah. that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you've got the opposite of that here in Chicago. Again, not his fault that the Bears lost. No, I mean, it's not. Uh, there are other things that well, we can pin this then, on. Well, let's go right before halftime, what the Bears decided to do. Okay. Try a 56-yard field goal up 17-14. You're gonna, if you miss the field goal, you're going to give them the ball right there at the halfway line, right? With enough time. On the 46-yard line. What would you have done there, a little pooch punt? Well, I would have pooch punted, yeah. A little pooch punt, you know, just get the ball down there. You know, fit in, Discourage fit. them from getting three points. Three points matter, Carm. Uh, they lost by three. Yes, three points matter. <laughs> it certainly, it certainly did matter yesterday. They lost by three. Yeah, uh, maybe a little bit of a curious decision. I know they're indoors. And right. Sometimes that changes the calculus a little bit. Once, he had never made a kick that right. long before. And once Fields went out of bounds, right? And not only yes. did he make a kick, but he kicked the ball differently than he usually does. He did. That ball was a line drive. I mean, I'm surprised it, since everything seems to be hitting players in the helmets nowadays. What is happening? I am surprised that that kick didn't hit our own player in the back of the helmet. What? Ha- what's by the way? What is going on around the NFL? It's not just Justin Fields, right? Justin Fields is six four, right? Mm-hmm. How is Justin Fields consistently throwing the ball into the helmets and bodies of other players and his own players? He's dropping, he's dropping the elbow, he's dropping the arm down, throwing the ball sidearm. Like what? The pass he floated to David Montgomery, he dropped down on that one at the at the end of the game where the tip got intercepted. He floated that one because he dropped that thing down and he put that on it. What is that? Just bad mechanics? Instead of staying up three quarters. I, I just want to flick it. Are, are, and sometimes you need the drop down. I get it. He made right. a play a few weeks ago. Where yes. you know, is it the Patrick Mahomes influence on these Could players? Be. Could be. Where they're all like, well, Patrick Mahomes does it. Like. Yeah. I, I, I can't, I'm stunned at the high degree of regularity. And again, it's not just Justin Fields, but it's becoming a little bit of an issue where the ball is consistently being thrown into the helmets of other players. And yesterday, his own offensive lineman. Got smacked. Schofield. I've never seen that before. Right in the back of the melon. Uh, well, like, what is happening? Yeah. Please clean that up. I, I don't know. I just know that it, it's there. It's there. So but right before halftime. You question what was happening. I do. Once Justin Fields went out and you stopped the clock, I think that's the point where you can't say, I'm not going to, I can't kick this 56 yarder. That's where you said you sort of I had gotta, to kick it? I know. That's, once he went out of bounds and oh, you stopped the clock, that's when you can't kick you it. You've got to punt it. All right, I got you. You've got to punt that the ball. That makes a lot more sense. Right. You stop the clock now. If they get the ball there, they've only got to go this far to be able to kick a field goal. At this point, I should make them go 90 yards at this point. There were some curious coaching things yesterday. That was one. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. Now, if Luke he makes Getsy, it, we're all superstars, but he didn't make it. Luke Getze, uh calling two design runs at the end of the game, again, seemed very bizarre. Uh, you could say all you want. Well, they're you know they're, they're they're trying to catch Atlanta. You know, understanding that the Bears have to throw the ball, so you catch them off guard, and you're using your offense's best attribute right now, and that's Justin Legs. I don't buy any of that. Uh, you, you none of it. I mean, to, to come out there and yet you had ample time. You had the whole field open to you with ample time and timeouts, and we're going to call design runs. Why didn't you throw with a quarterback right now that has basically told you? His body's hurting and he's ailing. That was terrible. So the question you ask is, why didn't you throw? 
Do you really want to know the answer? That's another thing. Do you really want to know the answer to why didn't you throw? I'd like to. What do you think it is? Oh, I know what the answer is. They don't trust him to throw? He doesn't trust himself to throw. It's got nothing to do with they don't trust him. He doesn't trust him? He doesn't trust himself. Justin Fields in those situations doesn't trust himself yet. That's part of the development. That's part of him becoming a better quarterback. That's where he's at. The throw he made to Montgomery on the sideline was a beautiful throw. It was. The overthrow was brutal. Yes. When he had, you know, and maybe there was a little bit of interference. Maybe it slowed him down. Maybe if he didn't get slowed down, that ball is 100% on target and accurate. Could be a viable option. If somebody wanted to convince me of that, I'd say, well, maybe that ball wasn't overthrown. Maybe Mooney was interfered with a little bit earlier and there was no call on that. Somebody wants to argue that, I won't, I won't say you're wrong. I think you could be right I'd on say that. that could be a viable argument. It looked like he slowed down for a half step. The, catch, the throw and the catch that he made to Clement in the middle was fantastic. I don't know which one's better. I catch think, catch I think is probably catch. better than yeah. the throw. I think the catch. But the throw put him in a position to make a beautiful catch while being hit and still snaring yeah. it in with one hand. It was great. Yeah. So, I mean, it's fantastic. There were throws out there that were nice. The, 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 the design, you know, everybody yes. wants to criticize Luke Getze. You're doing that right now because of the two decisions late. Yeah. But the design of that play where they cross, Beautiful. they get picked off of each other naturally, and there he is running in wide the end zone wide open, and the throw is made. Mooney goes and gets the touchdown. Everything's fantastic. You know, it's like, woo, let's go. We got it. The party's starting. We're here. Beautiful. It's the Empire State of the South. We're there, and we're celebrating. <laughs> we're having a good time in Atlanta, right? Yeah. But then you found ways to go ahead and lose that game. That's my problem with this team is they keep finding ways they to lose do. it. They really They've do. They've got to find ways to win. They've got to get that feeling. Again, 50% of the guys on this team won't be here next year. So do do they sometimes care whether the 50% of the guys that won't be here? But you got to care about the 28 guys that are going to be here. Well, and I think you should care about your own quarterback getting a little confidence exactly. in winning some of these games. The yeah. most important thing is him getting the confidence because you could see it when he's getting beat up and that left shoulder was a little busted up. Yeah. You could see the, 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 the his stature. When things are going well, he stands tall. He's a big fella. Yes. He stands tall. He's an indi- intimidating individual when he's standing back there. And you can see the respect defenses give him. But, man, when it started going bad late, that, that he, he wasn't there. Yeah. You know, when you see M. Jeff, Michael Jeffrey Jordan on the court, and you see him walk, you know. You know, there he is. You know, he, like a panther stalking his prey. I, <laughs> and, and that's what I get out of Justin Fields sometimes, the Jaguar. Yeah. Stalking his prey, going to get himself a caiman right at the edge of the water. <laughs> he's going to leap down, get him, and bit it, take it right back up into the tree, and he's going to enjoy himself some lunch. I think that's leopards, isn't uh, it? Leopard. Leopards. Yeah, it brings him back yeah. into the tree. Oh, I, think. I think everybody goes up to the tree for safe haven. Maybe they do. I don't Even know. a leopard. Leopard's fast, but he's still climbing a tree because he didn't want anybody else to I think he didn't want anybody taking When the, the hyenas food. are coming, when right. the hyenas are coming, the 70 the of them, He's got to get hightail it up there so he can sit and enjoy the meal. That's and some scraps down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I have a couple legs and then throw the rest of it down so you guys enjoy it. Get the H out of here. <laughs> but, no, that's Justin Fields. When he's playing with confidence, you can see it. Yeah. You can see him commanding the room. Not okay? so much but at late. the end of the game, yeah, he, at the end of the game, it wasn't like that. He, he looked, was a little beat up physically. Yeah. The shoulder just got hit. And now don't, don't find a, a way not to get it done. You've got to find a way to get it done. Okay, look, You find a way to get it done. Bruised and battered at the end of All that right. game. The stat is not kept for anybody else. Fourth quarter comebacks. That doesn't go to the center. It doesn't go to the tackle. It doesn't go to the safety. Yeah. Okay, The fourth quarter comeback is a stat that is reserved for quarterbacks that can make it happen. 
And if you want pro football reference, you can find out how many times sure. you've been able to come back in the fourth quarter and win a game for your football team. All right? The stat doesn't go to anybody else. Only a quarterback gets that stat. That's your stat to be proud of. So we've got to find a way to get that thing developed I with our quarterback. give it to you right now. Like, yep. uh, you know, a certain guy named Patrick Mahomes has uh, 12 of them in his career. 12, 12 fourth quarter comebacks. He's got... Uh, He's got uh, four. He's got two game-winning drives already this year, including last night. But he did it again. Yeah. He went right down the field. Yes, he did. Boy, they could have won by six. Oh, that would have been nice. Uh, Yurko's going to tell you a great story about why it was such a profitable, a profitable weekend for him a little bit later on. Yurko did a smart thing as a, as a gambler last night. We'll give you that story. Talk about our players of the weekend. I'm sure Mahomes will come up and Kansas City will come up. But we want to take your Bears calls coming up next. Um, you know what? Like, how concerned are you at the, you know another loss in a close game? Why they can't pull these out, and some of the failings and the shortcomings of this passing offense? Uh, what have we been telling you? It's great to watch him run. The guy's a friggin' gazelle in the open. I mean, it is. It, it's he is so impressive as an athlete. I get all that. What else have we been telling you? It is not sustainable. It isn't. Not only will you fail to win games, you're going to get your quarterback hurt. And it's happening. His body is beaten and battered. There are six of these left. And who knows how many he'll play with the shoulder injury now. And we're not going to find out much, I'm sure, this week leading up to Sunday's game at the Meadowlands against, uh, a, 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 I don't want to say a terrible Jets team because that defense has real teeth. That offense uh, makes the Bears look like the Chiefs almost. Uh, we'll get to the Jets and their problems and that quarterback. and uh, Issues. Oh, my God. Good Lord. Um, so we'll get to all that. But this is not sustainable, folks. And I think yesterday was probably the best example yet. This passing offense has got to start taking some serious strides. And it isn't. It isn't. We have more to break down. We want your Bears reaction. 312-332-3776. It's a Bears Monday. We'll be right back. Did you miss some Carmen and Yurko? You don't have to miss anything. Podcasts are ready on the ESPN Chicago app. Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. from Fields to Mooney. Uh, watch how they challenge the release right here. You go up the field, now you break outside. That's outstanding. D. Alford cannot get back into that play. It is not OPI. There's nothing going on there. The way that offensive coordinators and play callers have created challenges for the defense based on the release of these stacked wide receivers, bunch wide receivers, that's a perfect example right there. Joe Davis and Moose on Fox yesterday. That was great design. Yurko was talking about it in the first segment. Great design, great execution. That was one of the highlights. Unfortunately, there were a few too many lowlights in that second half. And the Bears, again, just sort of sputtering on offense, failing to really move the ball and stress uh, an Atlanta defense that is not good. This is one of the worst defenses in the league. We documented it last week. Right. This uh, Atlanta defense went into the game with the lowest pressure percentage in the NFL and the second fewest number of sacks in the NFL. They harassed Justin Fields for a lot of the day. They had four sacks. Again, they had 13 going in. Simple They had four sacks. Simple stunts. Simple Simple stunts. stunts. It's like Schofield's never seen a TE stunt in his lifetime. 
And then the right tackle, Riley Reif, doesn't realize that, hey, you've got to still maintain a little bit of a relationship with your guard. And you can't be unaware of the fact that that guy might be coming in that B-gap right, yeah. and he could rub you. He might be able to rub you a little bit. And if he rubs you, you've got to be able to collapse. So say he's terrible at what he's doing, Schofield. And he is. Rife can then slam down. The minute he sees this guy, Rife can slam down into the tackle. If there's any sense of shoulders being parallel to the uh, line of scrimmage or, you know, somewhat just a little bit open, like maybe at a 45, mm-hmm. you could still slam that guy, Riley Rife, and collapse that down so when the looper's coming around, you can collapse it and give your quarterback an avenue to escape. But Rife wasn't ready for it. He didn't slam down. Schofield opened it up like uh, the pearly gates, you know, like yeah. everybody gets into heaven now. That's what it was. And poor Justin Fields is trying to find a way to scramble back there. Yeah. I thought they did a nice job, Carm, if you saw it. They didn't really drop out of there too quick. They no. had some guys maintaining their leverage about two, three yards behind the line of scrimmage and waiting to frustrate Justin Fields if yeah. he's going to try to escape. Gonna try to run, yeah. Right? yeah. They, they, they'd give up some yardage, but they weren't willing to give up the big banger. Well, we told you at some point a defense is going to figure out a way. Now, he still went for 85 yards. Yeah. He went over his total. and that's right. But uh, but the killer run didn't happen. Exactly. The I killer told didn't you at happen. At some point a team, I didn't know it was going to be Atlanta. I figured it would be the Jets this weekend. Right. Because Atlanta's not a good defense. The but Jets can get after you. And so they're going to figure it out. Teams are going to figure this out eventually. There's too much tape now. It's happened for too many consecutive games where teams are going to devise ways to make sure that Fields isn't beating him and he's with his legs. With his and they're legs. going to have to make some plays you know, through their passing game, and they the have air. not shown an ability to really do that yet. And that's what's frustrating. I don't get the Tevin Jenkins thing at all. Tevin Jenkins was active and then didn't play. I don't know. I don't understand I it. I don't understand it either. I, I asked Yurko before the show, have you ever heard of a player getting cleared medically, going to the coach? And this is from what Eberflus told the media after the game. Have you ever heard of a player saying, well, just use me as a backup today? I can't really start. Case of emergency? Because you're beat up. I what? mean, have you ever I'm be- heard I'm that? beat up. I'm beat up. I watched Sterling Sharp put some black junk on his toe just to get ready to play a football game with a hyperextended big toe because he didn't want to miss games. I mean, there's guys in this league that go through life never wanting to miss playing because it's about Sunday. It's not about Monday through Friday yeah. or Monday through Saturday, unless you're playing Monday night, of course. But the point is, nobody's in the NFL to practice and go through meetings and go through all the crap. You're here for Sunday, the greatest three hours in the world. That's what we're here for. We're, we're here to play on Sunday. Yeah. And I'll play through any kind of pain to play on Sunday. I told you about the concoction I used to make sure. myself just to get my body right, and, you know, my mind right to be able to go out there and perform at a high level. I mean, maybe, and I'm not, like, if Maybe Kevin's, that's why the juice isn't worth the squeeze with him sometimes. And I'm also wondering, like, why would he even be cleared medically if he were in a position where he, I don't know, the whole thing's crazy. I've never heard that. I'm sore. I'm too sore. Because I think they're better when he's in there. Yes, they are. Tevin Jenkins is a, a he's road. a better player. A road grader. So that was disappointing. There's no way. But if he doesn't want to play, that's a problem. Yes, because I'm, I'm sore. There's no way that the team with the worst pressure percentage in the NFL, and that was Atlanta going in, should have been able to apply that type of pressure on Justin Fields all game. And it does make you a little scared to think what the Jets are going to be able to do because that Jets defense, like I said, has some teeth. What if they've, What if Tevin Jenkins is watching the film and he sees your guy Williams? Quinn and Williams? Yeah. What if he sees him and he goes, man, I'm going to have to face that guy 70 times? Man, my body's sore. 
I don't like that. Maybe you start finding out about a little bit of an individual. You know what I'm saying? When things are great, things are going good, he's rolling. Because, I mean, he is a, a road grader. He I, can move people. Uh, he can. I was shocked to see him not in there when I didn't see him on the injury report. I didn't get it. I'm like, well, wait, I thought Tevin was active. Right. And then there's Michael Schofield. But, but he didn't play. So when I was driving in yesterday, I heard uh, Joniak say it. He goes, uh, Tevin Jenkins is, uh, you know, he's active, but he's not going to play. Schofield's going to be the starter. You know, in one of the reports just before the kickoff. And I'm like, okay. And then Strange. Peggy actually thought he started, and, you know, because he got banged up a little bit, he was out of the game. But he never started. He it did, was Schofield he the did whole not time. Play. Yeah. Schofield played yesterday. Matt and Streamwood on ESPN 1000 Talking Bears. Hey, Matt. Hey, Carm. Hey, Yurko. Thanks for taking my phone call. Yurko, in the second quarter, before Cairo Santos did that field goal, the whole right side guarded one guy, and I don't know if it was a linebacker, defensive tackle, came in and just, I thought he was going to cream Justin Fields. Yeah. But luckily, Justin sidestepped him. Right. Whose responsibility was that, Yurko? Was it the lineman? Is it the center? Or is it Justin to say who H1's got? But I don't understand how three guys went after one guy and let that, I thought that linebacker or defensive tackle was going to level him and that was going to be the end of Justin's career. I've got to go back and, and see the play thanks, because there's one specifically when they tried to run two screens in a row. Yeah. One, Whitehair went to the right and they talked about it. Where's Whitehair going? Yes. Then on the second one, there was a screen to the left side. And, uh, and and Schofield was out looking to the right, looking at it. He counted one, one thousand, two, one thousand. Okay, I got to bail. And as he bailed, the guy came in and was getting in on the quarterback. And I don't know if he put the pressure on the ball came, but you know nobody went or ended, he ended up getting sacked. But I, I saw that. I don't know if that's the play he's referring to. But there were a number of different occasions where guys are there. It looks like you've got enough to make the blocks, and the blocks aren't being made. Hmm. Blocks not being made, or were the Bears being tricked into something? No, 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 the blocks just, weren't being made. Not being something made? called recognition. You've got to be able to recognize. Hmm. When you got six blocking, it's three and three, depending upon which way the slide goes. Right. It's three and three. Right. You count it. Four, five, six. If they don't come, then it's three on two. Three on two. Somebody comes, you got an you, extra man you, to pick right, up the blitzer yeah. on each side. So you sh- yeah, yeah. Everybody should be accounted for in those situations. Every, you know, you got somebody coming off the corner. Like the corners on the right wide receiver, you got him in close, and he blitzes right. off of that, and they rotate over the top. That's one that's, that okay, okay, that's quarterback. Different. Take a look, it's coming. Right, that's you where know? quarterbacks. Gotta that's know. where the quarterbacks got to see that. Okay, yeah. yeah, but otherwise, this is basic stuff you're saying. This like is basic stuff. Count and nothing, recognize. nothing yeah. that wowed the world last night with defensive like creativity. Yeah. Didn't wow the world. And no. they somehow again a terrible pressure you team think, was able to generate do, a lot of pressure. Do you think Dean Peace is coming up with different philosophies? You know, the NFL veteran that he is. No, he's using what he knows has worked knows. over the course of time. He's not an innovator by any stretch of the imagination. Tyler's in Barrington. Hey, Tyler. What's going on, gentlemen? What's up, Tyler? Have Talk a, to us. I have, a future, I have a future that I've had now since July that I've been in love with, and it's taken me through a roller coaster of emotions throughout the season. I have Justin Fields over 18 and a half passing touchdowns, mm. which I thought was dead after the first four weeks, and then it came very live. <laughs> Very alive, and now we're sitting here with potentially him not playing one or two weeks. Right, that's what's going to kill you, Tyler. That's going to be the kill. You'll hit it if he plays. You're going to hit that. I mean, he only needs six touchdowns, and you hit that. So, as you said, it's eighteen and a half passing touchdowns. That's what he said. Hum up, Tyler. Hum. That's what he said. If Justin doesn't miss games, you're going to hit that bet. He's going to get to 19 touchdown passes, I believe. And the, but it depends on now if he doesn't. Try to sell it, Tyler. See if you find a taker for it. Prop swap. I don't know what yeah. else to tell you. Move it. 
just because he might be injured now. Um, Justin Fields is not going to throw for 3,000 yards this year. That's what's, to me, a little bit He was bit trending more... toward, if he played all 17, 2,500 yards. That's what 25, we're looking at. We're looking at yeah. 2,500 yards. Yeah. Do you realize that Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for 3,000 more yards than our quarterback? Yes. 3,000. It's a lot of yards. Yards than our quarterback. And that's not an indictment necessarily on Justin. I don't mean it to come off that way. I mean, it's, you know, he has to share in all of this and get better. It's just that's how far this passing offense still has to go. Oh, it's got a ways to go. Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for three thousand more folks that's not like you're not hearing that wrong he is going to throw for three thousand more yards I, than our quarter gotta go fire in the hole you do go ahead you're right i want and tyler had a question about a futures bet the good kid did something very smart with his wager and he doesn't often wager on humans you know yurko likes to play poker because he can bet on himself and he likes to bet the horses because he'll bet on the horse, even though there's a jockey involved. But I know what he means. He's betting on the breeding. He's betting on the horse. Yurko has a line, I don't like betting on humans. That's why he doesn't really bet on sports. So when my phone rang last night at like 7.05, I was, first of all, I was surprised. Like he doesn't usually call me on a Sunday and he usually texts if he needs something. And so I'm sitting there getting ready for Sunday night football and there, my phone's ringing. And it was the good kid. And I'll tell you what that conversation went like and why, quite frankly, he should be buying lunch today. Coming up, if you've got a thought, if you want to talk Bears, 312-332-3776. We'll be right back. Swings out. Fields over the middle. Cole Komet. What a catch by Komet. Who is this guy? Justin Jefferson? No, Cole Komet. 26 yards. Brilliant. I didn't see too many catches better than that yesterday. Did you guys? I mean... You know, uh, Keenan Allen made a great play late in the game uh, before the drive that put the Chargers up briefly late. That was probably a little bit more of a better throw, but still a great catch by Keenan Allen. Uh, I don't know. I just uh, I don't I don't feel like I saw too many quite as good as that. I mean, that ball had some zip on it, and Komet just went out with the guy kind of on him, one hand. He looked like Jumpman for a second in the air. That was the best play I've ever seen Cole Komet make. For all the uh, commentary about his play the last year, he's really started to come into his own. He's played much better. I mean, the touchdowns the last couple of weeks, that grab, like he he is starting to become a solid go-to player for Justin Fields. I know. And hopefully, I, hopefully he continues. Hopefully he can get in that conversation of some of the best tight ends in all of football because those guys really are game breakers. That's how they drafted him, and it really hasn't proven to be the case yet. Yeah, I mean, look at Travis Kelsey. You, I mean, my God in heaven. It's just sick. It's sick. Three more he's touchdowns, and he's just, he gets open. And he's got an all-world defender lined up across from him on the game-winning drive yesterday, on the, you know, the game-winning throw, and Derwin James didn't even get a hand on him. And in their previous matchups, Derwin James has actually been pretty good against Travis Kelsey. Like, they haven't even targeted Kelsey with James in coverage a whole heck of a lot in the previous five matchups they've had against one another. And the numbers are very modest. And he never even touched him. He just, and you know, I mean, it just, uh, so very, yeah. Those, very strange play in that, that part of the game that you wouldn't even try to knock him off his free release. I don't know. I don't know if, if Derwin James thought he was, that, that Kelsey was going to block. It almost looked like, that James thought it was going to be a running play. We're talking about the end of the um, Kansas City, City game. game. It almost looked like Derwin James thought maybe Kelsey was going to engage him to block. I don't know. He never got a hand on him, though, York. And then he was in chase mode the whole time. And desperate. Not a good place to be. No. 
Um, so on that game specifically, I'll give, here's the Yurko story. So my phone rings, like I said, a little bit before 7. And it's weird for Yurko to be calling me on a Sunday night. Yeah, I don't usually call you. And I said, what's up? And Yurko immediately fired in. Uh, I mean, he went right at it. He didn't mess around. Yeah, I'm not here to take up your time on a Sunday night. He said, kid, I've got five legs of a six-leg stinger no, in. I've got six legs. Oh, six. Of a seven-team stinger in. And I was like, whoa. And first of all, he doesn't bet often. So I was like, well, right. what do you mean? You actually made a bet? And he told, well, listen, I was at the casino. Yeah. I said, what the I hell? At the I'm hard a- rock. What the hell? I'm here. I'm, I'm going to bet, bet some World Cup soccer. I put 20 on Croatia, 20 on Uruguay. I fired 20 on Serbia. To win the World Cup, eighty to one fifty to one forty to one. So, and while I'm there, I had my cover five out, and I'm like, you know what? I'm doing the cover five. If I don't have any confidence in what I'm doing, I go, what the hell am I doing? Right. So I put Washington, New Orleans, Indianapolis, Las Vegas, Dallas. And my sixth team was Cincinnati. They played three they in covered. the afternoon at noon, three at three. Right. And yep. the Vegas one looked yeah. somewhat yes, tumultuous there for a while, and it was two and a half. You know, 16-13, they were losing. They tied it up 16-16, went to overtime. They scored 22-16. Guess who's the winner? You. Yurko's the winner right here. Now, I'm like... Six out of seven legs. Six out of seven, and I got time before the afternoon. So I call Carmen, and I go... He said, listen, I need Kansas City to make it seven for seven, uh, and it would pay about... Do you mind me saying the total? No, go ahead. I bet $4. Yeah. It was forty dollars to win thirty four hundred. Thirty four hundred, and he said, "Is it time to hedge?" And I was like, "Yeah, you better." Yeah. First of all, I re- I had the Chargers last night. And I was pretty comfortable in my chart. Tra- I liked right. the Charger bet, and I said, "Yeah, you better at least take something and hedge and right. back that up, just in case." Uh, I thought Casey. I mean, I thought the Chargers were the right side. It turned out to be the case, and the good kid did the smart right. thing. I hedged a little, right? It's and why I, those seven team stingers are hard. Right. Six out of seven's amazing. Yeah. He would have lost it, but he hedged and he made but a little money. Yeah, I hedged and he made a little bit of money. Same thing, I sent it out to the Greek. You know, my guy Vasily, who's up at Rivers. And, and the first thing Greek says right away, you got to hedge. Yeah. Got to hedge. And he gave me an amount. I hedged a little bit more than the amount. Good. I, I found a comfortable balance where Good. I was going to be comfortable. Rather than being 3400 or nothing, it was 20 some hundred or, you know, that. Smart. And so I ended up winning that. Now I'm going to put it back into play. Are you? I'm going to put Which it back into play. Which is very unlike you. Right. I mean, why not? All right. You know, maybe I, I, I only put half of it into play and I collect a little bit. And then, you know, you I go. paid for my evening at the uh, casino the other night. Perfect. Boy, I tell you, cards were cold for the good kid that night. But the last time I was at Hard Rock, Ice the cards cold. were cold for me, too. Chilly. <laughs> Chilly. Sometimes it happens. Man, but I saw it was like a TF North reunion over there. I saw everybody. Yeah. Craig Gardner was there. Robert Eskew was there. It was a who's who. And we had a couple guys that were listeners that was there I drinking JMO. So I got him a, you know, I got him a nice shooter of JMO. Shots of JMO on uh, Saturday night. Good nothing, times. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Uh, all right, back out to your Bears calls. 312-332-3776. Uh, Justin Fields finished with another 85 rushing yards, but he's paying the price. His shoulder is now banged up. He's already, you know, been talking about his legs feeling sore. Uh, he completed just 14 passes. 14 to 21 for a buck 53, a touchdown and an interception. And these paltry passing numbers to me are still a, a little bit, I don't know if disturbing is the right word, but they're, they're cause for some concern. And we just are not seeing enough, enough dynamic plays in this passing offense. Chase Claypool, uh, I'm not quite sure what's going on here. He was on the field for 29 snaps, two catches for 11 yards. He was targeted in the first game that he played with for the Bears against Miami. He was targeted six times. In the last two games, Chase Claypool's been targeted five times. He has three catches. 
this was supposed to be an element and a, a more polished, you know, proven producer in the NFL that was coming into this offense to help. And you barely notice him on the field right now. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. I just don't. The offensive line is without a doubt a problem. And as that gets better, hopefully this passing offense gets better. But there are times when there are plays to be made in this passing offense, and they're not being made. And until that changes, you know, you're, you're looking at a team that is going to struggle to score when they need to. They're going to struggle late in games when they need to. Uh, it's a 3-8 and eight football team. And the record's not the worst thing in the world because the bright spot or the silver lining is that it's going to help them in this rebuild. We knew they weren't going to be very good this year anyway. And it's going to help them in terms of their draft pick next year. But you would like, I think Yurko's right, you would like the quarterback at least a time or two to know what it feels like to go out and lead a game-winning drive or to put a team away to get a few victories. You still have time. I mean, we've got six they games got six this games year. six games left. But the, some of the tough ones are coming up. All right. But you got yo and listen, if he finds a way to win against tough teams, good Maybe for that's us. Good. Good for us. If he is on the field, and I think it's an intriguing matchup if he were to be on the field this Sunday, because it's from the same draft class as the quarterback on the other sideline, who is objectively awful. Uh Zach Wilson has been terrible. I mean, Justin Fields is, is at least I don't know what's going on with this draft class. Like I would, Jericho and I have been pretty adamant. We'd still take Trevor Lawrence one. I think Justin was out without a doubt is number two. We haven't seen Trey Lance, so who knows? Matt Jones is regressing. Zach Wilson is awful, and he won't even take responsibility for it. I mean, to be asked yesterday, do we have that? Uh, do Chris? Can you find that real quick? Chris can find it. I'm sure in a couple okay. of seconds. Yeah. Do you realize that the Jets punted? Had the, the Jets had more punts than completed passes yesterday? You're going to tell me that it's not on the offense or that you don't feel bad or guilty? It was uh, he asked, does he, does he feel like he let down the defense? Yeah, if you let down the defense, he was like, no. You, your team punted ten times. You completed nine passes. You stink. No. Uh, I mean, give me a break. The, as an offense, though, I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you, do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. No. No, that was Zach Wilson's answer. So good luck to you yeah. in New York with Zach Wilson. A little, a little you know, defensive, somewhat combative. He should, he should have just simply said, I let the whole city in New York down. Uh, that's, that's, that's the answer. Yes. Yeah. That's the answer. We, we punted. You don't even have to mean it. <laughs> right. Just say, I let the whole city of New York down. We had more punts than completions. You want to talk about garbage. That game yesterday, 10-3 final, featured, you ready? 17 punts. 17 punts. That, that's garbage. So, Mac Jones is regressing for some reason. Zach Wilson flat out objectively stinks. So, J- Justin's, we're, we're in a better it's, situation right. as Bears it's, fans it's than one those two. teams. Right, it's 1-2 right now. Yes, it is. And, you know, you're better than San Francisco, except for San Francisco's got a Super Bowl quarterback playing with them. Not a Super Bowl winning quarterback, right. but a Super Bowl quarterback nonetheless. At yeah. least he's been there. So, I right? feel like I feel... So, yeah, Trey Lance, I would say he's better than Trey Lance, too. So, no matter what, you're 1-2 out of that draft going forward. Yeah. I feel like better about our situation as Bears fans in that regard, but there still needs to be more dynamism. Uh, 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 dynamism, excuse me, in this yeah. offense. There just has to be. Well, in the passing game, the passing game. That's what I mean. I yeah. mean he's the, one of the most dynamic quarterbacks yeah. in the league right now. Yeah, because of what he can do at the run. Yeah, and he's been pretty efficient in the red zone for the last five games. Which yeah, it's been. Yes, 
But I need him. I need him efficient from the twenty. Yeah. I need him to come back and be comfortable enough to fire and squeeze the trigger. <laughs> Got to see more. That's what we're looking for. And I know you're going to break down the all twenty-two tonight. We'll look at it tonight. You're going to look at the all twenty-two tonight and tell me if there were some open receivers there. I don't need the all twenty-two for one of them. Again, there's a there's he's got he took a check down and they picked up like eight yards. But guess what? He had Darnell Mooney beyond the sticks for a first down and he yeah. didn't take it. Darnell Mooney is coming out of his break and there's a window and he's beyond the sticks and didn't take it. <laughs> that was another thing I was ripping the Jets about yesterday. I mean, on a third and one play, the New York Jets found a way to throw the ball three yards short of the line. The, 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 a third uh, and one. Uh, uh, Three yards short of the line of scrimmage. On a third and one play. On a third and one play. I'm like, the Jets. Swing pass? Yes. Uh, they are terrible on offense. And Zach Wilson is terrible. So maybe the Bears have a little advantage there going this weekend. But guess what? They're a six-point underdog going into the Meadowlands. Three, all right, all your calls coming up. We uh, always take your phone calls on Bears Mondays. We don't have guests. So I know we got a lot of them. We'll do that coming up. A bunch of people have questions for Yurko about things that happened in the game yesterday. So we'll break all that down. 312-332-ESPN. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. All right, taking your Bears calls on a Bears Monday. Bears fall to 3-8. and eight. They lose 27-24 at the Jets this holiday weekend. Let's go to Mike on the south side in Tinley Park with Carmen and Yurko. Hey, Mike. Hi. Nice to talk. Uh, I, we don't have a two-minute drill. It's our two-minute drill or our two-minute drill looks, doesn't look like any I've seen on any other pro team. And it, yeah. We keep losing close games. I mean, yesterday, and yesterday was the worst. You got a beat-up quarterback and you run him twice. It, yeah, it, I was... Uh, it, it was shocking. Mike, your phone's uh, breaking up a little hey, bit. I'll, I'll offer this. Thanks, if your quarterback's Mike. beat up and he doesn't have the ability to do what he does best, then he shouldn't be playing. Should rest him. That's it. What are you going to do, Carm? Well, throw the football. Okay. I mean, we're, why don't they want him throwing the football? Again, I keep asking you the question. You don't want to give me an answer. I'll give you the answer. Because he can't do it right now. That's not He good. won't pull the trigger. Right now, he won't do it. All right. I and hope that's he said, it. Well, you figure by playing, maybe they get some of that out of him. Stop calling design runs and make him throw the ball. But listen, the, the play that uh, Mooney scored the touchdown, that was fantastic. Great throw. Wide open receiver. Boom. Uh, Montgomery was covered on the sideline. When he pointed to Montgomery great. and told Montgomery, get, your, get up, run the great. wheel. It was great. Run the wheel, get upfield. That was a great throw. Right great over throw. the shoulder. It was great. Right to where Montgomery can catch it. It was fantastic. Didn't make him drift out of bounds. He kept it inbounds over the shoulder. That was a fantastic throw. He has the ability to make the throw. He's got the arm. Yes. Okay, he's got it. But what's stopping him from throwing the ball when he needs to Trusting throw it? it? Right here? Yeah. He's got to have the confidence, and that brain's got to trigger and say, go. It's go time. Now's the time to go ahead and fire that thing. We, now we wait with bated breath yeah. to see like what the it's MRI the, shows. He's got it. Can he play this weekend? Can he practice? How bad is the shoulder? It's his non-throwing shoulder, but uh, some sort of severe separation might still prevent him from playing this weekend. Jim in New Lenox. What's up, Jim? Ah, uh, Yurko. Thank you very much. You hit the nail on the head. That's all I've been thinking about when I watch these games is he doesn't want to pull the trigger, and I just don't get why. You can go back to last Sunday's game against uh, the Lions when he ran that one in for the touchdown uh, late, um, late in the first half. If you watch that play, Mooney read the quick out route, and he looks at Mooney, and Mooney had his guy by his step, 
and you throw it to the outside shoulder, and he's got him. And he just and he tucked the ball down and ran it in. And that's my biggest fear right now with this kid is his legs are a weapon, but he doesn't want to throw the ball. And I just sit there and watch these games and say, throw the ball. He missed many guys in the middle of the field. We're not even throwing the ball around the hash marks, let alone in between the numbers, and he's had guys wide open. Yeah, he doesn't trust yeah. it often. It's like we've talked about those tight windows, Jim. Thanks. He doesn't want to throw them into those tight windows. Got to do it in the NFL. Yeah, you have to. Not going to thrive ultimately if you're not willing to make those throws into those tight windows. Um, and I think it's the biggest weakness right now. And I hope that they can they can fix it. They keep working on it. You know, you, you find a way to maybe it's a, an issue of protection a little bit. They don't have a great pass-blocking offensive line. You know, maybe that that helps going forward. They clean that up. That might not happen this year. Might be something for for you know the off season as they address that. And maybe that helps it. A few more playmakers. Somebody else he really trusts on the outside. But at some point, the quarterback's got to trust what he's seeing. He's got to be able to pull the trigger. Maybe it's just because he didn't have to do it a lot in college. He played with all world receivers that were always open, and it was sort of it was. I don't want to say easy, but it's kind of like, oh, here's Garrett Wilson. There's Chris Olave. There's who else would he have been with? Uh, Jamison Williams, right? Uh, probably before he transferred. There's Jamison Williams running wide open. Okay, I boom, boom, boom. This is nice and easy. Not the case anymore in the NFL. And you yeah, also had the luxury of sitting back there and patting the ball for a while, too. True. Yeah. Let's go to Lewis and Cicero. What's up, Lewis? Hey, what's up, guys? Tell us, man. So, all right, before anything, I want to say that, like, I've liked everything that, you know, coaching and all that stuff um, up to this point, right? Not sure about the about uh, Claypool trade now. I'm, I'm a little iffy about it, but what I wanted to say is um, wh- what's up with Getty? Like, it's a two-minute offense. Um, this is the perfect time to show what Army has, and I get it. He doesn't he doesn't feel comfortable yet, but to get him comfortable, you've got to make those throws, right? It's not like he can go and play Madden until he feels comfortable enough to throw the dang football. Um, and if he already saw after that, which should have been a roughing the passer call, that he was injured, he was literally grabbing his shoulder, grabbing his hamstrings. Why would you make him run that ball? Like, what are you trying to kill the kid out there? Like, I don't, I don't get it. This is kind of like, I get it. It's not, it's not to the severity of the Tua thing, but that's super irresponsible of Getsy to to make him run the ball in that state. I don't. Maybe Yurko's right, Lewis. That uh, he knows he's not trusting it right now, and they feel like that's their only option. To me, it was very, very curious. You've got the entire playbook at that point at your disposal. The whole field is open. You have plenty of time. You have timeouts. You can do anything and everything you want. And it, it two running plays. Did like you that. have one or two timeouts left they at had that two, point? I believe, two timeouts. They? Yeah, I would have tried to use the middle of the field you somehow. Easily can. Now, you were on the other side of the two-minute warning, but you yeah, had a lot I, of time and you had two timeouts. So, I mean, I'm running, say I got trips on one side. I'm clearing two out and I'm running a deep in over the middle with a guy or the two outside guys there. One's running a post. The inside guy's going to run a post the opposite side, try to cause a little separation. The other one's down the sideline. And I take the tight end or I get a cross-country route coming back the other way. So the guy on the left side would be going up and then running a 45 running diagonal over hopefully you're clearing a bunch of stuff out and that cross country route is the one that you can go ahead and take a look at and that's probably going to be at about 20 yards depth you know what i'm saying he'll go to 15 and start angling over you know and get depth behind what he's clearing out at least that's what you're hoping to get and if that's not there you always got the check down coming out right 
you know, with the linebackers. So you're hoping to get it between the linebackers and the safeties as you're backing them off in the corner. You just gave a couple of good examples of what you could have done with all that time yeah. in the whole field at your disposal. Now, it, it, those types of routes take a little bit of time, so eventually he's going to have to buy himself some if the line broke down. He's going to have to get out to his right. Why they keep sending him to his left, I don't understand. Yeah, it's with right-handed quarterbacks he's, he's to just, the left. Right, but, and he's not comfortable being left out yeah. there. Yeah. He's not comfortable. He hasn't done it enough. Yeah. He doesn't have the, the, the footwork with the throws, right. you know? Yeah. And it's something you develop. You can, you can develop that. Yeah, going just left. Just keep doing it. Yeah, get over there, boom. Feet, hips. Make and... the throw to the left. Make the yeah. throw a little up the field. Make a throw a little bit back kind of behind you. Hmm. But he went and tried that pass. He got batted down by the defensive guy. Cole Komet had stopped, and he was sitting there. And he went to try to hit Cole Komet, and he was open. But, boy, there was another defender coming. And any time you throw that pass, yeah. it's that, that lagging defender that's coming late that might you know be the guy that caused you problems. We would never have known if the ball was going to be completed or if the guy might have got a hand on it because the ball was batted down at the line of scrimmage. But any time they run him left, it's like, oh, I don't feel good about this. I just don't feel good about it. More of your Bears calls coming up. Thoughts, concerns. Bears slip to three and eight. We're breaking it down with you. We'll cross-talk in about an hour with Waddle and Sylvie. We'll discuss our pride stores, players of the weekend in about 30. We've got to kind of go around the league a little bit here in week 11 as well. 312-332-ESPN. We're back in two minutes.